Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to talk about one of the important characteristic or character of Christian walk or the building block of the Christian life. And that building block is to have a thankful heart. I would like to talk about having a thankful heart. First of all, I would like to say that our church believes that the Word of God, the Bible, is from heaven. And the Word of God gives us life, gives us strength, Give us power, transformation. And we would like to welcome the Word of God into our life. The Word of God is like the sword of the Spirit. It's like a knife. It's a double-edged sword that can come in to cut off or prune every wrong thing in our life so that we can become fruitful for the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit make the Word of God become so real in our life. We study the Word, we read the Word, and we want the Word to be a part of our life, but the Holy Spirit make it happen. We want everything that God says in the Bible happen to our life. We want to be fruitful, and we want the Word of God to really change us, correct us, and help us to grow, to become more like Jesus Christ. And as we partake the Word, and obey the word, we shall be blessed. I'm sold out for the word of God. I love the word of God and I want to understand the word of God. And we all still in the process. We have not arrived yet. We still in the process of growing and changing. I'm still learning. You're still learning. We're still progressing and developing by receiving the word and receiving the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 to 20, the Bible says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise. We need to know the will of God. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. When I read this scripture, I was thinking that, wow, when I meet my members here, when I see you walking, I say, nothing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. Should we do that in the church? We meet each other and say, and we start to sing to one another like a movie that they sing to each other in a movie. Have you ever seen the movie song that <laughs> the people sing to each other? Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God said that He wants us to be wise. It's different between being smart and being wise. We can be so smart, but we are unwise. What does it mean to be wise? It's different from being smart. People can have PhD, but they don't have the wisdom of God. If we want to be wise, 
we need to know the will of God and practice the will of God. If we want to be wise, we need to humble ourselves and yield to the Holy Spirit. Being wise means to understand God's way, to do God's way, to know from the leading of the Holy Spirit what to do at the right time, at the right place, with the right people, saying the right words. Wisdom is from the Word and from the Holy Spirit. And I pray that all of you, no matter what background you have, whether you are rich or you are young or old or you are middle class, you shall be wise people because you have the Lord on the inside of you. And how can we know the will of the Lord? We know the will of the Lord by knowing the Word of God. God gives us the Word. And also we are wise. We know the will of God by knowing Rema. This is Logos, the word written many years ago. And we also know Rema, the word that come from the Holy Spirit at that time, that we are facing situation. We cannot find the will of God by just looking in the sky or going into the cave or swimming under the water. We know the word of God by reading the Bible, studying the Bible. And this is the key to walk in wisdom and to really be successful. The key is that when we know the will of God for certain aspect and we are wise enough to obey the word, when we obey this one, this step, God is going to show us next one. And we obey again and God show us next one. So we're going to go higher and higher and higher. In our life, we're going to be promoted, we will be shifted and moved to the next level because we know the word and we obey what the word of God says in each step of our life. Because we don't know everything in the Bible, the key is whatever we know, we need to do. Obey. The problem is a lot of Christians are stubborn. They know something that God says in the Bible, but they say, no, I don't want to do it. I'm going to do my own way. You know what happened? They will not know the next one. Because if you're not faithful, little thing to do, little thing that he tells you to do, he will not show you a deeper one, a bigger one. They're going to lift you up to the next one. You're going to be stagnant there because you don't want to obey what he tells you now. I want to encourage all of you, whatever God says to you, do it. And God going to show you the next one. That's how my life is all these years. Every single year, God showed me little by little. And I obeyed that one, and then God showed me one more. God lifted me up to the next level because I obey whatever I know. And I noticed in the church too, people who obey the Lord, they are promoted, they are lifted, they are shifted up higher and higher because they're willing to obey the little one that they know. So this is the key. If you want to be successful, if you want to be used by God and fruitful, you need to know the will of God. And once you know something in here, you obey it, do it, practice it, and then God going to show you more. That's why the Bible says so many times in the Scripture, He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit say. I hope that you have ears to hear what the Spirit say. The Bible says clearly a while ago that I read from Ephesians chapter 5. 
We need to know the word. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be the people who praise God, singing melody, singing hymns to God. We are the people who always praise God and be thankful to the Lord. We need to have a thankful heart. We love the Word. We love the Holy Spirit. We love to praise God, and we are thankful people. Ephesians chapter five, verses one to four. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. God wants us to become more like Him, imitate Him, follow His footsteps, like what Paul say, "Follow me as I follow Christ." We want to be like the Lord and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us. When you love, you give as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. I want all of us to walk like Jesus. We give ourselves. We love God so much, and we love one another, and we love the kingdom. We love people around us, and we are willing to open our home, cook for people. We are willing to take people out for lunch. We're willing to give, and when you give your life as a living sacrifice, He smells from heaven. Wow, smells so good. I'm so pleased with these people. How many people want to have good smell? I hope so. But I'm not talking about natural smell only. I'm talking about spiritual smell. Your life to the eyes of God. He look at you and he say, "Wow, I can smell good from the earth, because these people walk in love. They imitate me. They love people. They give. They minister to people. They are the giver." They are the servant. They serve. They do good to other people. They are in the business of the blessing other people. I want you to be like that. Bless other people. Give to other people. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking. We talk about talking now. No coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. If we want to imitate God, we need to stop speaking negative, dirty jokes, bad words, unclean words, sarcastic words, condemning words. We need to watch our mouth, and the only thing we should say is blessing. Bless you. Be strong. Be healthy. Be successful. Thank you so much that you are here. Thank you so much that you serve the Lord. We speak thankful words, appreciative words, not bad words. The Bible says in Luke chapter six, verse forty-five, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. Brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So the first thing we need to deal with is our own heart. We need to fill our heart with the word of God, with the spirit of God. We should reject anything negative, unforgiveness, entitlement. Judgmental spirit, condemning, cursing, 
hatred, pride, all kind of things. The way I can know people is I keep my mouth shut and I sit down and listen. After I listen to a person for 15 minutes, I know what is in his heart because he's going to speak whatever inside. That's why our job, we need to fill our heart with the right thing. Being a thankful person, it means we need to fill our heart with faith and with thankfulness or thanksgiving. We should be thankful people. When we are thankful, we're not going to curse anybody. We're going to look at people with a new perspective. Wow, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. When the x-ray technician walk into the room and take x-ray for my patient on the operating table, and I say, thank you so much. Good job. And they walk out, they smile. I bless them that they have done a good job. We should always be thankful. In our Christian life, we need to understand this. You remember Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were created, and God put them in the Garden of Eden. And God's plan for their life is to be blessed, to have wonderful life, fill the earth, have many children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and have more than enough, good health, good husband-wife relationship, super abundant life. The Garden of Eden is the place of blessing, the place of victory and success and good life. But what happened? They chose wrong thing. They chose to listen to the devil. They chose to have a bad attitude. And then messy thing happened to them. What I try to say is this. We are not different from Adam and Eve at all. God's plan for all of us is to be blessed, to be successful, to be healthy, to be fruitful, to be the head, not the tail, to be used of God, to be happy, joyful, victorious. That is the plan of God for all of us. That's why I called the young people to stand up a while ago, and I was speaking the heart of God to them. God loved them. God loved young people and want them to be successful. But at the same time, we need to understand that we have the part to do. Adam and Eve had a part to do. What part is that? Obeying God. Follow God and do the right thing before the eyes of the Lord. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve failed. They rebelled against God. But I hope that we all will not follow the footsteps of Adam and Eve. We will choose to fill our heart with the right thing. We choose to fill our heart with the Word, with the Spirit, not with the sound of the devil, with the things of the world. Because if we fill our heart with the things of the world, with the negative things, with the voice of the devil, we're going to be sour. We're going to be upset, condemning, criticizing. We're going to do bad things. We're going to complain, grumble, and we will have a bad attitude. And then we cannot be successful. We cannot be lifted up by the Lord because we chose to go against the way of God. Remember the principle? We reap what we sow. If we sow the word of cursing, we're going to reap the curse. If we sow the word of complaining, we're going to reap complaint. But if we sow the word of blessing, bless you, 
we're going to be blessed. If we sow the word of thankfulness, thank you, Lord, we're going to reap the blessing from the Lord because we make God happy that we are thankful people. Therefore, in this sermon, I want to encourage all of you, fill your heart with the right thing because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. You need to fill your heart with faith Lord, I believe you are real. You are the living God. Lord, Jesus died for me on the cross. He shed his blood at the whipping post. He was whipped, and by his stripe, I am healed. I believe I thank you for the healing. Lord, I believe Jesus took my poverty and my curses so that I can be blessed and I can have riches. Lord, thank you so much. For bringing me to the good church. Thank you so much. I believe you give me the word. I believe it's about faith. I believe you give me the wonderful Holy Spirit. And he is my helper. He's going to lead me. Thank you Lord for sending the angels to be around me. To protect me. Thank you Lord. Every day you wake up with faith. What God promised you. What God has done for you what God did for you, and what God has done, and what God is going to do for you today and in the future. You believe God is a good God. He's an almighty God. He's a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible with Him. When I cry out to God, God is going to answer me. Thank you, Lord, before the answer show up, before the manifestation of my prayer come to me. Don't wake up with a bad attitude. Don't fill your heart with the bad things. Always fill your heart with the goodness of God. Fill your heart with the faith that you believe that God is gracious and merciful. He loves you. He has the best plan for your life. It's a choice. We have the freedom of choice. Adam and Eve had the freedom of choice. And we have the freedom of choice to put inside our heart what is right and what is wrong. Sometimes I tell you I have a bad attitude too. Sometimes I get mad at somebody. I have a bad attitude. And I have to repent right away and say, get out of here right now. I don't want this bad attitude. I want to fill my heart with thanksgiving, faith, love, forgiveness. I want to guard my heart with all my strength, my might. Because I know that everything that happened in my life comes from here. I know that my attitude really controls my life. It dictates my future. My attitudes determine my altitude. Where am I going to be in the future? I may fail if I keep the bad attitude. I may not see the grace of God, the favor of God, because I keep the bad attitude on the inside of me. The attitude will dictate where we're going to end up in life before we die. I want to end up to be in the right place. You remember the story of Job? Job lost everything. And at the beginning, his wife told him to curse God. And he was so upset and he began to argue with the friends. But eventually, he repented and began to have the right attitude toward God. Suddenly, everything changed after he had the right attitude. He has double of everything. He lived a long life and died in the old age with good health. Wow. Attitude is so important. Colossians chapter 3, 
verses 16 to 17. Let the word of Christ, the Bible keeps saying the same thing again and again. Fill your heart with the word. Fill your heart with the spirit. Fill your heart with the right thing. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in your heart here. In all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms. Again, when you see each other, give thanks. When I see Pastor Sisa, good morning. Give thanks with a grateful heart. It's like a movie. When I read this scripture, I think about the movie, Sound of Music. All the nuns, they talk to each other with songs. And when Julie Andrew talked to the kids, they, they sing, though a deer, a female deer, they sing. So when we meet, meet each other in the church, we should give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. When I meet Pastor Da, I love you. <laughs> we should sing to one another <laughs> with psalms and hymns and spiritual song. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We need to praise God. Praising is the way to worship and a way to give thanks to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do everything with all our heart to praise the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Again, the Bible says again and again, Fill our heart with the word of Christ. Have the right heart from our heart that has a thankful spirit in here. Thanksgiving, we always praise God. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. We always say, thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We always come out that way. And if you can do that, the Lord will bless you. Amen. When you face difficult situation. You fill your heart with this scripture, Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. The Bible says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you face a difficult situation, instead of complaining and yelling and, and getting mad, you say, Jesus, thank you. You give me light yoke. You're going to help me to go through this situation and I'm going to have victory. You speak the word. You speak blessing, victory, promise of God, and being thankful. And I use this secret in my surgery. Anytime I have difficult surgery, I keep singing and thanking God and say, Jesus, I give this yoke to you. You're going to give me a lighter yoke and I can handle this. Anytime I have to handle the ministry, very difficult situation, I will say, Jesus, thank you. You're going to help me. Your grace is more than sufficiency for me. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I want to depend on you, Lord. Always thank God for the promise of God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Are you rejoicing always? Are you sure? Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This should be our lifestyle. 
should be our lifestyle. Every minute, everywhere we go, in every situation, ha ha ha, ho ho ho. Be rejoicing. Be happy. Why can you be happy in every circumstance? Why? Who can give the answer? Why we can be rejoicing in every circumstance? Because I know my great God is with me. Amen. That Goliath have to be knocked down. Ha ha ha! Knocked down. Amen. Because you believe and have confidence, God is with you. Nothing is too hard for God. You always smile and be happy all the time. Rejoice always because you and God are so oneness together. And you believe that God is your helper. God is your power. God is your answer. You can rejoice in every circumstance. And you can hear the voice of the Lord in your spirit. And He's going to guide you and lead you. And not only that, the Bible says, live this kind of lifestyle. We rejoice. You believe God is with me. Everyone do like this. God is with me. God is great. He's full of mercy. Full of grace. Power. He's a victorious God. He loves me. He will take care of me. I don't need to be afraid. I have victory. In every circumstance. I rejoice. Because I have the Almighty God with me. Amen? And then the second way to live is pray always. Pray always. Without ceasing. What it means? I don't mean that you need to kneel on the floor and lift your hand up and No, I don't mean that way. I mean that you talk to God all the time. You listen to Him. And you tell him what you need. You tell him what you're facing. And you say, God, get involved with me. I need your help. You talk to God and you listen to God. You communicate with God all the time. Actually, it just happened to me this morning. I woke up early morning, get dressed, and I told Pastor Da, I need to go to the hospital because I need to make round one patient has been at the Overlake Hospital for many days. I need to go there. So I start to get dressed and then I talk to God. God, I need today. You need to be with me. I need your help. Suddenly he talked to me. Don't leave yet. Make a phone call. Okay, make a phone call. So I called the floor. 3 East, 688-5003. I remember the number. Hello, is my patient still in room 21? The nurse said, I don't see anyone in, under your name in room 21. She was gone. She left yesterday. Oh, I don't know. No one told me. I thought my patient's still there. I hang up. Hallelujah. I don't need to drive to the hospital. That's what I'm talking about. Pray. Listen to God. Talk to God all the time. Give everything to Him and let Him lead you and guide you and tell you what to do. And then what happened next? If you notice the Bible carefully, the Bible talks about faith, pray, and faith. Faith, pray, and faith. Faith, rejoice. Because you believe God is with you all the time. He loves you. He cares for you. He has grace for you. He's going to help you. You are His child. You are His son and daughter. Then you can rejoice. And then you pray. Communication with God. And end up with faith again. 
in everything give thanks being thankful is a sign of faith this is the secret of prayer the key to get answer from prayer a lot of time people talk to god just only give me give me give me give me give me give me god when give me give me and they pray like the heathen they pray Just keep saying the same thing again and again. Matthew chapter six verse seven say, "And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words." You don't need to pray many words. You just believe and say, "God, I need a parking spot in Jesus' name." That's it. And after that, you thank God. You exercise your faith by say, "Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna get the parking spot in a few seconds here." That's what happened to us yesterday. We went to have dinner in downtown Bellevue, and we could not find a parking spot. Then I say, "Lord, I need a parking spot." Thank you, Lord. Boom! Parking spot open in front of us. Somebody pull off. You see, the way to praise is you present your request to God. You communicate with God. After you talk to God, you don't need to keep talking again and again, again, again. Keep praying again. No, you say thank you, thank you, thank you. I believe I get it already. Before the manifestation of the answer from God. So from now on, this is the way you pray. Before you pray, ha ha ha. Everyone do it with me. Ha ha ha. Okay. Before you pray, ha ha ha. And then you pray, "I need a parking spot." Everyone say, "I need a parking spot." And you say, "Thank you, thank you," because the word "thank you" is a sign of faith that you get your answer already. You get your answer already. That's why you can say, "Thank you." That's how my daughters do to us. They know the biblical principle. They come to Pastor Da and me and say, "Daddy, Mommy, I need this. Thank you." <laughs> I understand God when they did that to us. That I understand God. Philippians chapter four verse six: Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with you see, you not just only asking God, God give me this, give me this, help me this. No, no. You say by prayer and supplication with. You need to add one more thing in your prayer. Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Every time you pray about something, before you pray, ha ha ha. And after you pray and ask, thank you, Lord. Oh, the Lord loved that. The Lord, the Father in heaven, look from heaven. He will respond to you. He will respond because you exercise your faith. You show him that you believe by ha ha ha. And then you pray, and then you exercise faith one more time. Thank you, Lord. I get the answer. Miracles can happen. Supernatural breakthrough can happen. You're gonna shift things for me. You're gonna move your hand to give me something I don't deserve. You're gonna give me a job that I'm not qualified for. 
You're gonna take me to meet the right person that I can get married, that I can find my godly spouse. You're gonna bring me to the right place, meet the right person at the right time. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Have that attitude all the time. Ha ha ha. Lord, I need this. Thank you, Lord. This should be our lifestyle. Everywhere we go, we smile, we happy, we rejoice. Amen. If you pray, this attitude is so important. The attitude of thankfulness. I give one example. If your parents and your kids may have done something wrong, they may goof up, make some mistake, or they may be rebellious against you, something that you tell them what to do. And you have two choices. Number one, be grumpy, nagging, and complaining. And yell at them and curse them. You will never be successful. You will never make it. You're such a bad kid. I'm not proud of you. You can do that. I know that sometimes Asian family, the parents are that way. <laughs> bad kid. You're not as good as your brother. Don't do that way. Instead of doing that, being pain in the neck, nagging, grumpy, complaining, yelling, what should you do? You should. Lord, I believe you love my child. Lord. You're going to work in his heart or her heart. You're going to move in my child's life. Thank you, Lord. They will do well. My kids will do well. They will love you, believe in you, serve you. I believe. Thank you. And when you meet your children, instead of nagging, complaining, you just say, God loves you. I'm proud of you. You can do this. You look for the positive thing of their life and talk about that. And don't complain about their negative thing, even though you may say, should not do that, but don't nag, don't yell, don't be grumpy. I believe God going to use you. You say like that to your children. God going to use you. God loves you so much. They may feel like, wow, you're preaching to me. That's okay. The word goes into their ears, into their heart. The seed drops into their heart. And you keep speaking positive about them. God going to use you. You're going to be a godly man. You're going to be a godly woman. Thank you, Lord. You keep being positive. And you're going to see the power of your words. Because you pray to God, you thank God, and you speak positive to your children, they're going to change. They're going to change according to what you say. Miracles will happen to them. You notice one thing. You will respond more to people who are positive to you and think best of you and appreciate you and see your goodness But when people come and yell at you and think that you are nothing, you don't do anything much, you're just bad, you're not successful, and they complain about you, you don't want to listen to them. Is that right? It's a psychology. The same thing, the way you treat your children, you need to look for the positive thing. And the negative thing, talk to them that don't do that, son. But I believe God is going to use you. I pray to God, thank you, Lord. Give them to the Lord and continue to speak the blessing and the positive thing to your children. Our God always comes from positive angles. We should come to our children with positive angle as well. Don't yell at them. Don't complain. Don't speak negative. Speak blessing to your children. Pray. Give them to God. Let God do His work. While you are speaking blessing to them, speaking victory and breakthrough for their life. And believe God is going to move His hand for you. And you're going to see something happen in your children's life. Amen? Amen? That's why 
being thankful is so important. You need to be thankful. Amen. I want to conclude that in our Christian life, if you know God, you can always find something to be thankful for, even little things. You can be thankful for. Please don't entertain the spirit of complaint, the spirit of negativity, the spirit of thinking bad things. Always be thankful. Think about what God did for you, has done for you. You can do that all day long. Thank you, Lord, that I have a job. Thank you, Lord, that I have two legs that can walk. Thank you, Lord, that I will go to heaven. Thank you, Lord, that I have a mansion in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that I will meet Jesus one day and have rewards in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you send this customer to me. Thank you, Lord, that you give me good friends in the church. Thank you, Lord. You know, I thank God for your life every day. Every time I think about the church members, thank you, Lord. I don't deserve them. I don't deserve these people. I don't know Bible as much as they do. Some of them know Greek and Hebrew. I don't even know Greek and Hebrew. They are the third generation Christian. They know you more than me, but they choose this church to be with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing New Hope. Thank you for driving from North Seattle instead of going to the church next to your house. <laughs> I told Pastor Dad this morning, if you choose to come here, you can pop into the church next door up there in North Seattle area. Thank you. Always be thankful for everything. Thank you, Lord, I have a baby. Thank you, Lord, even though they wake me up all night. <laughs> I always thank you, Lord, for giving me pasta da. On Friday night, we came back from care group. She was walking in the kitchen. And I look at her. Thank you, Lord. And she's so beautiful. Wow. I'm not kidding. I really, I say, she's so beautiful to my eyes. She was walking in the kitchen, clean up the kitchen. Look at her. Thank you, Lord, for my wife. Amen. Be thankful always. Have that attitude. Fill your heart with appreciation. Fill your heart with thanksgiving. Fill your heart with faith. Fill your heart with the good things. The promise of God, the power of God, the things that God is going to do for you. Don't entertain any negative thing in your heart at all. Be thankful. Amen? We went to Italy. I'm going to wrap up. We got on the train. And suddenly, 10 young people wrapped around me. Wow, I did not know that plan. They wrapped around me. I was squeezed. And before the train took off, they ran down. I wonder why they came up and they ran down. But by that time, I looked at my pocket. It's gone. I was upset. They stole me money in Italy. Wow, they're very professional. <laughs> On Friday night, I talked to a brother. He's a firefighter. He said he has the same experience. He went to Italy, walked on the beach with millions of people. He walked like this. And suddenly, he went back to the hotel. All gone. I have a bad attitude for about two days. I was so upset. I was so mad. Mad at myself. Mad at them. <laughs> mad at everybody. And eventually, I decided that I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to be thankful that I can come to Italy. I can see all these beautiful places. And you know, after I changed my mind to be thankful, 
A few weeks later, all the money that I lost came back to me through another source. He paid me back. Every penny that I lost, God paid me back. And I see, wow, God, I need to be thankful. I should not be mad. Amen? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. How many people promise God that from now on, you're going to be thankful in everything? Let's do it. Ha, ha, ha. Give me a parking spot. Oh, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for teaching us to have the Christ character in us. To be thankful, to have the right heart, to have faith, to pray, to praise, to sing hymns and spiritual songs. Everywhere we go, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. And we say thank you. We believe, Lord, that you are the good God. You love us and you will honor our faith. We honor you with faith and you honor us back to give answer to us, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From today on, all of us are going to be more thankful. We're going to continue to have a thankful heart. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for reminding us this simple teaching. Thank you for reminding us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing a song of thank. Let's stand up and you lead us to sing. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank Him with spiritual song. Hallelujah. After we finish the service singing, why don't you look for a few people around you and say thank to them. Look for people. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.